morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.03 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It is a brand new day. Um, it's Wednesday. We're going halfway through the week. It is the, it's the 8th, right? Mm-hmm. It is the 8th. Mm-hmm. It's the 8th of November. Uh, I knew that. I was just making sure that you guys at home knew that. We have a great show for you guys today. Uh, our friend Aaron Hawkins, filmmaker and director, producer, and so many other great things, um, is here with us. But not only that, because Veterans Day has come up, he's also a Navy and an Army vet, right? Yes, I am. All right. Mm-hmm. How you feeling today? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. I'm all right, man. You know, same old soup, just reheated. (laughs) You know, my brother's doing pretty good today. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Before we go any further today, I want to give a couple shout-outs. Rogelio Esparza, good morning to you. Daniel Calderon, good morning to you as well. Aisha Saxon, Ruby Sue, Housewife of Horror, so many great people. Tanner House, um, so many of our dear friends have been hitting us up. Uh, Before we get our interview, I also want to give a special shout-out to the state of Indiana, couple days ago, we got a great message on our social media uh, from a listener in Indiana. Indiana. He was wow. like, yo, he's from Aurora originally. I'm not going not gonna to give his uh, name out there, but he's from Aurora originally, moved away some years ago. Uh, but he watches Good Morning Aurora, and he said he appreciates it because it allows him to stay in tune with what's going on in Aurora, and he feels like he never left. Appreciate that. Um but now let's get to you. Let's get to you. <laughs> All right. Filmmaker. Yep. Director. Yep. Producer. Yep. Writer. Yep. So many things. <laughs> yep. Um, where you? Where were you born and raised? I was actually born and raised in, well, I was born in St. Charles and raised in Batavia. Okay. Graduated high school in Batavia, 93. All right. And I just. 93. Pictures yeah. were in black and white. And um, was that when okay. actually no they we Abraham they, Lincoln no. <laughs> no they would they would chisel them out on on stone back then <laughs> so you call me old oh, man, oh, that's all good man <laughs> um, but Batavia yep. St Charles mm-hmm. area um, yep. now Evil Lurks yes. is how you and I first started um, knowing each other mm-hmm. interviewed you for Evil Lurks got yeah. to meet you yeah talk about Evil Lurks. Evil Lurks uh, is a film that I actually started writing as a short film. Gosh, back in 2017. Okay. And then to make a long story short, we we re, I rewrote it with a uh, another writer of mine and uh, filmed it in six months in 2019. Everyone knows it happened in 2020. I'm not right. going to re- rehash that. Right. And we got to go it, there. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. It was released, uh, Jul- well, July of last year, we had our premiere at uh, Charlestown 18 Theater. Sold out, sold out crowd, sold out theater, everything. It was great. Okay. And then shortly after that, it was put into online distribution to platforms like Apple TV, Plex, uh, Tubi. Those are my, those are, those are actually my top three. Okay. That out of 14 platforms that it's on. So it's on, it's on a platform called Cineverse, which is also known as, previously known as Cinedime. That's the same company that uh, did Terrifier 2. So I'm in good company with them. So yeah, it's, not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Um, and then the company that works with Evil Arcs as far as getting it out there, distribution-wise, uh, asked me if I would be interested in physical media distribution. Of course I'm going to take that offer right. because why not? Because horror fans like, their like, like, I should say, love their physical media myself included i love physical media I, that's all i have i have a bunch of physical media dvd blu-ray and that sort of thing if i were to bring them out here and put them on this desk here it would cover the desk twice hmm. if not more right so yeah the 
Horror fans are big into physical media. Uh, time is 8.08. Good morning to Valerie as well. Good morning to you. And check it out. We got a beautiful lower third right there. I hope that you guys like it after going through so many versions that were somewhat whack. Um, we settled on what I think is a great one. So let us know what you guys think about it. I think it adds a nice little dynamic to the show. Yeah, it does. Um, so what does the – when you – now making Evil Lurks mm-hmm. – um, what were the dynamics that you had to capture, and what's the dynamics that make a good horror movie? Well, I mean, a horror movie is not a horror movie unless there's killing in it. Okay. Unless there's got to have you, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to have that. Um, I think with Evil Lurks, Evil Lurks is an art house style. Uh, art house ho- style. Art house style. Okay. Me- meaning just 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 how the just how it looks on the screen aesthetic wise and that sort of thing. It's a it's a psychological horror film, so it's gonna mess with your mind more than you're gonna see a lot of body parts flying around and blood flying at the screen although there is that um there's a couple triggers in the movie so i mean if you're triggered by a couple things in life that actually do happen to real people okay you might not want to watch it or you might want to watch it just just to check it out okay um that sort of thing uh evil lurks well i mean (laughs) evil lurks is a i don't want to say special because it's it's special to me but but it definitely goes the whole psychological realm. Right. So so what's next? What other new products are you working on? Well, I just got done filming a few weeks ago a commercial for a realtor friend of mine that he works for Realty Chicago out of Berwyn, okay. um, Gustavo Nieto. Uh, in fact, I used to work with him at General Mills, okay. <laughs> believe it or not, back before I, um, before I did all this full-time and that sort of thing, and film that now i'm trying to edit that and that's where i actually met um a famous rap artist uh manager I'm right not gonna drop names because that's just you know right I it, unless you. i'm asked okay <laughs> then okay. i will <laughs> but yeah i got done doing that um i'm still writing i'm writing three horror films right now in fact one of them is in the can as far as being done written just now waiting for the sag after union to you know Let's go, Sag. Let's okay. go. I need my actors. Come on, brother. So the you so the actors union provides you with actors? Um I will when it becomes a SAG after project, that's when I'll reach out to okay. you know, like A list actors like like let's say Norman Reedus from right. The Walking Dead kind of thing. Okay. That's when I'll reach out to their managers and say, Hey, you know what? We're doing this movie, would they be interested in Here's a one sheet. Here's sides or whatever the case right. may be. Whatever you want to read, synopsis. I have it all, right? You know, and do it do it from there. So yeah. for a person, um, so what's it been like getting into the film industry and making films? Though I mean, I mean, you you know, you're a you're a you're a local boy from St. Charles, Batavia. Yeah. Now you you got films being watched in the UK, UK, India, India Mexico, Mexico, all United the place. States, Canada. Those are my top five. Yeah. Yeah. India for some reason loves Evil Lurks. I don't know. I don't know why. It's right. just apparently those billion people over there gravitated towards it. Yeah. So what's it been, you know, what what have you learned in doing this? I mean, what were the eye-opening moments for you? Oh, man. Eye-opening moments were, I mean, having to cast a lead character uh, three days before principal filming started because our lead actress had to drop out for for whatever reason probably right. you know personal or health or whatever so we had to do a rush call and within 48 hours we had our new actress and and we had to tell her oh by the way we're filming this weekend uh. you need to know these lines <laughs> for these scenes no pressure um that was eye-opening because 
I was expecting like a train wreck. Right. But what happened was this actress, she was off book. Being off book means she didn't have to look at the script to mm. to uh, refresh her memory with the lines or anything like that. And, you know, that happens. A lot of theater actors are like that because they have to be because you only have one chance to get those lines or that's it. Uh, right, right. You, know, you so. only get one shot. <laughs> if not, there's a chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Oh. Saul Olivas, good morning to you. Be, uh, good friend, good morning to you. Saul, how you like the new beautiful lower third dog? Coming up, aren't we? Um, so who are your who are your favorite directors? I would say Quentin Tarantino is by time by by all means my all time favorite. Okay, he is. I don't know what it is about him. I mean, hey, am I boring you all of a sudden? No, no, <laughs> no, you're not. I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, Quentin Tarantino is definitely my favorite. Um, I loved Wes Craven. I, Ooh, Wes Craven. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. Gosh. Stephen King I love because right. not only did he, does he write good books, which a lot of people are questioning. They're, they're like, well, I don't know about him. But he also made one of my all-time favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. He made that? Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? He was, he was, he, yeah, he was part of that. Yeah. He was? Yes, he was. That's a good movie. Look it up. Holy Look cow. Look it up, people. Look it up. Shawshank Redemption mm -hmm. is a good movie. Yep. That That's is one of my all-time favorites. And it never won a major award. Uh, you're right. That's sad. Mm -hmm. You know what's crazy? Uh, Andy Dufresne. Um, oh, you know who's in Shawshank Redemption that I didn't see for a while until I don't know if there's any Sopranos <laughs> friend, uh, fans out there, but uh, Richie Aprile <laughs> <laughs> from Sopranos. Oh man, he's in there. He's he's part one of the little cast of uh, you know, his crew in yeah, jail, his jail yeah. crew. Oh yeah. my god. Um, yeah, thirty pounds lighter, probably. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, <laughs> Halloween just passed, mm -hmm. and I've been seeing some things too, and I'm I'm interested to get your take on it. All right. Um, I remember when there was the the vampire kick. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Everything was a vampire love story, right? Uh, now they falling in love, but he's biting his neck and all that. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like things are shifting. It's not so much. It's not so much vampires anymore. Now it's it's still kind of this the wave is zombies and zombie apocalypse that that mm -hmm. doesn't seem to gone away. What do you what do you think about that? And I feel like some of these movies and and content and stuff is kind of beating a dead horse. Like they they keep rehashing things <laughs> instead of instead of and this is the point of the question here. Yeah. Instead of coming with something that's original. Yeah. What do you how do you feel about <laughs> it? I mean, you're you're a guy who makes. You watch, mm -hmm. you critique. What do you What do you think about that? Well, I mean, as from a film from a filmmaker's perspective, myself, um, I see like those things. They're just being recycled. I'm gonna say, for lack of a better term, because yeah, like some like a trend or a fad that was in style, let's say bell bottom jeans, are making. They're it's kind of like being recycled again and again True. and again. So it's kind of like okay, we're just gonna You're right. Okay, we're gonna do vampires. In the 90s, and we're going to do, let's say, zombies in 2023. Right. And when you mentioned zombies, I, I chuckled in my mind. I'm like, oh, great. Because in the movie Doomsday that I wrote that I'm working on as far as getting the actors and stuff like that prepared for has not, I don't want to say a zombie, but it's it's a human being that doesn't 
quite act like a human being, but okay. does it. It's so hard to explain other than, I mean, if I were to like peel my head open and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm talking about, you would understand. But um, for lack of a better term, it's it's kind of zombie-esque. And when you mention zombie, I'm like, oh, no. I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, there's ways to do it. Yeah. There's ways to do it and make it mm-hmm. a, a part of the story that's compelling. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to just, this is zombie apocalypse number three. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. number four is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Marissa Amoni, hello there. Marissa Amoni is a dear friend of the show. Marissa Amoni, uh, Marissa Bright PR, holler at her. She's also one of the fantastic members of the Boss Babes Collective at Wickwood House here in downtown Aurora. A bunch of awesome, determined women and their respective businesses showcasing and highlighting what goes on in our great city. The time is 816. Um, Marissa says, fun. I'm obsessed with vampires. Just read Carmella. <laughs> which I picked up from Yellow Bird Books in Aurora. That's a new bookstore on Stol- on Stope Avenue, oh, and they're really? coming on the show soon. Sweet. They're coming very awesome. soon. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, David Carose, good morning from Springfield, Illinois. David is wow. here. David's a good friend of ours, too. Birth That's to five, cool. Illinois gets the shout-out. Great things happening in uh, the lives of young people and parents mm-hmm. from age birth to five. Mm. So let me... Let me tell you what's wrong with horror movies. Let me tell you what I don't like. Right? Uh oh. <laughs> now this ain't for you though, but you know what? I just want to chop it with you. We just, All gonna, right. you know, we're just gonna chop it. Let's chop it up, brother. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. See me. What scares me, or what makes me watch a horror movie, and I'm like, ooh, right, like, oh, uh, edge of my seat, is if it's something that's plausible. Mm-hmm. If it's something that could happen to me hmm. it's if if you know what i'm saying hmm. now there's now with horror movies there is the element of the the supernatural perhaps mm-hmm. the house is haunted or yeah. the 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 mirror leads you to a portal to the unknown i get mm-hmm. that and that's not necessarily plausible yeah but what i like as opposed to some of the cgi effects with 500 you know exploding heads is if the the combination of the the music mm-hmm. The locations, good characters. Mm-hmm. I think all of those things help make a story or a plot line. So right, it's like yeah. where it's it was actually drama, but you you're horrified. Yeah, that's what I like. You mm-hmm. know, what do you what do you feel about that? I I can agree with you on that. Uh, like, there's a scene in Evil Lurks where uh, one of the characters, and this is gonna give away a little bit, but I'm willing to do that. But it's gonna it might make someone watch it. Who knows? Right. Yeah, check out Evil Lurks. Puts a gun to his own head and pulls the trigger. You see him do the physical part to the gun gun to the head, and then you hear it, and you, he squeezes mm-hmm. the trigger, and bam, 45 caliber bullet goes into his head. It cuts to black. That scene always gets me because, you know what, that, that can and does happen in real life. Whereas with Doomsday, with the script that I'm waiting on actors for, is could happen because it is based on like a post-apocalyptic kind of feel like Mm. what would happen if this if let's say bombs start dropping in your neighborhood where would you go kind of thing and the family finds solace or safety in their friend's um nuclear bomb shelter which is made out of an old nuclear missile silo and there's when I when I say uh, humans and zombies, it's kind of a cross with that. I I would like to think that if humans did survive out in the wasteland, kind of thing like that, 
they would like lose their minds. Like they wouldn't know what who they were. They wouldn't know their names or right. their identity or anything like that. Dude, they would just be walking around kind of numb. Gotcha. So I would like to think gotcha. that is kind of plausible. If sure someone survived a nuclear blast like that, That's chances bl- are you wouldn't. Yeah, right. I but. can now that I can understand because I mean that it, it does play on the unknown mm-hmm. of mutation and things like that and yeah. what happens next radiation mm-hmm. what is the fallout and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah that's you're on the i agree with you there yeah like with chernobyl the same thing happened with chernobyl the animals that live in the exclusion zone are mutated you're right so you are right and that is that's reality so um marissa amoni says and I was just going to ask this question, too. So, listen, ladies and gentlemen, put your favorite horror movie in the chat. Do that. Yes. Put your favorite horror movie Let's in the chat. It. We'll shout them out. Uh, the time is 8.20 a.m. Lost Boys Ooh. is great. Yes. I forgot how much humor is in it. Just watched it with our 13-year-old. Lost Boys. That's yes. a good movie. Keeper yes. Sutherland. Yes. Keeper yes. Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout yes. out. Uh, Marissa also says, Renfield is my new favorite. It's on Prime. Nicholas yes. Cage is a great Dracula. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, you hating on that? Oh! <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about Nicolas Cage as a vampire. When I saw the original artwork, yeah, Renfield, I'm like, really, dude? Come on, man! I remember I you it. from so many other movies, like let's say The Family Man. I'm like, yeah. dude, no, no, I, no. I, I, I get it. It's like, it's like me when, um, look, there will never be a better Doc Holiday. Than Val Kilmer, yep, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. So yep. when I saw Val Kilmer as Batman, <laughs> it's like, no, this is just not it. It's, it's like, just no, not it. That's supposed to be Michael. That's Michael <laughs> Keaton's role. Man. Exactly. <laughs> um, Josue Pais, good morning to you, Josue Pais, dear friend of the show. Shout out to DJ Venom. Uh, also, he's the owner and proprietor of Harry Beast Dog Parlor here in Aurora. Awesome. Get your dog clipped, fresh breath and teeth cleaned at Harry Beast Dog Parlor. And uh, Marissa says Carmella. Is the original Dracula book from the 1800s? Ooh, Ooh. featuring two mm. women. Night of the Living Dead is the best. That's a good movie. You talking yes. about the original from the 60s, right? The real creepy one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Ruby Sue, good morning to you. Um, yeah, man. That I, you know, <laughs> I like. Um, again, I like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like suspense and thrillers. Um, so I'm I'm all over the board with yeah. them. I really am, mm-hmm. but. But despite what I was saying, though, too, I'm not so critical and judgmental because I like the creative <laughs> process. I do. Yeah, I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I understand what people exactly. are trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you're the, the uh, Daniel Calderon, Teen Wolf and Monster Squad. Oh, man. <laughs> he snapped. <laughs> Teen Wolf. You went Michael there. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, he went there. He went there That's uh, awesome. at Monster Squad. Ladies and gentlemen, put yes. your favorite uh, horror movie in the chat. The time is 823 a.m., you're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And take a look at our beautiful lower third. Doesn't it look great? Now we're a grand news show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did I ask you your favorite horror movie? I don't know. What is your favorite horror movie? All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not too sure of. Um, I'm not too sure what my favorite horror movie is. Um, again, I, you know, I was born in '82, so I got a lot of exposure to. A lot of the 
what now is kind mm-hmm. of a classic era of horror movies and films. Uh, but at the same time, I was really too young to even watch all that. Well, you know, I grew up in the Crypt Keeper era. Tales, Tales from the Crypt, oh, HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah. You he, know, so. He, he, yeah, Tales from the Crypt. Yes, that was a, yeah. That ugly. Oh, yes, that God, was, was that a. Um, so I, I might, because then they made the spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Um, uh, so I might stick with, I think I'll go for the purpose of this conversation. I'll go for um Tales from the Crypt because the first horror movie I ever watched was The Howling. Mm, That's the okay. first horror movie I remember okay. like actually watching and my cousin holding me down because I was mad scared of it. Uh, I, I will say though what inspired me to become a horror filmmaker and what inspired Evil Lurks was movies that I saw as a kid. The original Exorcist. Oh. Poltergeist. That's a scary movie. And Psycho. Yeah, and all the and all the George old old school George M- Romero movies. Those who's George Romero? Um, gosh, he did all the. I believe it's like Night of the Living Dead and that sort of thing. George okay. George, uh, George A. Romero. Okay, I'm friends with his uh, son George C. Romero. So I gotta yeah, check him out. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, they're they're old. They're the older older school movies. Right. But um, there was an article out about his final movie that was never done, and it's going to be actually being produced so which is i'm pretty excited about that i want to okay want to see what 2023 or 2024 is going to bring to an old school script like that which is gonna be kind of cool ruby sue says that her favorite horror movie <clears throat> is scream that was a good movie yes that, that was, was a good, good i like the original scream yes i yeah, will give, give it on the that. first one yeah. was was mm-hmm. just it was mm-hmm. very scary yeah. i feel like the first scream did kind of change the change things. Mm-hmm. It made it made the horror movies step up their the horror movies at the time. They had to kind of step their game up. Mm-hmm. Scream was a different kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. It it kind of mar- it kind of married like like parody comedy with horror in my right. opinion. Um, but Terrifier two and a lot of people either it's either a love hate relationship with Terrifier two. You love it or you hate it. And there's I don't think there's really any in between. But I will say that they kind of brought back. The slashers on the slasher side and made it into like a mega slasher kind of thing. Right. Um, I mean, I talked to the one of the producers of, of that movie, and that's what he was telling me about it. And I'm good friends with him, and he's 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 so like amped up and charged up for the new one to come out, which is going to be next year, October. Okay. For Terrifier three, and I can't wait for that to come out. Of course, I'm advertising. It's not competition because. We're all we're all filmmakers. We're all family and that kind of thing. So right. I, I like to advertise for everyone out there. I try to. Nice man. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Eight twenty six is the time. So when is your um, the 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 latest films that you're working on? When are they expected to be completed, finished, or uh, when's production? And it seems like we still got some ways away because you're writing one of them now, right? I'm I'm writing two of them right now. I'm writing. Uh, well, Doomsday is complete. That's 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 done being written. Okay. The the budget's done. Everything is complete. We're just waiting on uh, SAG to do to do its thing. I didn't want to do all the waivers and all that stuff for SAG. I just wanted to wait because I didn't want to let's say start filming and pay the actors. And oh, by the way, you got pay them twenty percent more. No, I don't want to deal with that. Right. So um, then I have another script called Hell's Gate, which I'm about sixty percent done, and that's based on a cult kind of. Charles Manson is, and there's six unique kills in that movie, which I'm not gonna get into on air because that's 
Yeah, <laughs> they're okay. pretty gruesome. And the other one right now, the working title is called The Pulse, and that has to do with doctors in the medical industry kind of luring people in, uh, giving them like uh, false diagnoses because that does happen in real life. It you know, does, doctors yeah. are corrupt. Some mm-hmm. of them are. You know, no, no, no shade to any of them, but because they do their jobs, but. Mm-hmm. These two doctors, their husband and wife, and that sort of thing, and they lure them in and give them give them some psychotropic drugs and have them act all crazy and stuff like that, and oh. end up uh, killing them in unique ways. I don't. Oh Lord, it's gonna be insane. That's um, all I know. <laughs> so uh, Daniel Calderon also says, "Final Destination." Yes. <laughs> and Saw. Yeah, uh, Saw. What are the, what sequel are they on? Like, no, 963 for Saw now? I think that the last I remember was uh, Saw 3. I wasn't a fan of Saw. No, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't first. really a fan. Uh, yeah. I saw the first one. I thought it was good. But, yeah. like, but uh, you know, again, it's that plausibility thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, is there really a dude out there doing this? It's, yeah, I think they're on, like, but, but real talk, I think they're on Saw X or Saw 10 or whatever. And I'm like, how far are they going to take it? It's like. I mean, I understand doing sequels if it's warranted. If right. you leave the ending open for a sequel, like I kind of did with Evil Lurks, right? Then maybe yes, but to leave the ending open for ten sequels, really? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, the time is eight twenty nine a.m. Um, so we're gonna okay. be definitely uh, following up with you, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, shouting out what you do, sharing the work as Absolutely. we do, hitting the like mm-hmm. button for you. Yep. Um, if we can help you do anything, please follow uh, Aaron Hawkins and Evil Lurks yep. on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Tubi. Yep, we're on Tubi. We're on Tubi. Apple, Apple TV, Popsy Unplex, uh, Cine, it's, it was Cinedyne, but now it's Cineverse. Okay. Yeah, definitely follow um I'm going to be starting a new podcast today, tonight at 7 p.m. Central called Hump Day. Okay. So that's going to be interesting. We're going to be talking about uh, relationships. I'm by no means am I an expert, so don't take my advice as gospel because I'm a horror filmmaker, not a relationship expert. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you, man. No doubt, no doubt. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, check out Evil Lurks and stay tuned for all the great um, media and film that our dear friend Aaron here will be producing. Next, we're going to go to a commercial and then we'll come back and talk to you guys on the other side with some quick news. Uh, We have a shorter program today. We have our our monthly Compañeros and Salud meeting, which we'll be going to a little bit later. But uh, for right now, enjoy this commercial and we'll see you soon. My dream for all of our residents, all of our residents uh, in the city of Aurora, is that everybody has the equal opportunity for success. Everyone. But what inspired me to start the Aurora Financial Empowerment Center is the fact that uh, once I became mayor, we identified that a large portion of our community is living at or below the poverty level. And recognizing that we can't uh, progress as a city unless we all progress together. I wanted to make sure that our, our challenged communities uh, where folks were living at or below the poverty level had the same financial opportunities as everyone else in our city. I think since we've started, in, uh, since April 2020, we've been very successful. 
specifically i wanted to buy a house and get settled in uh, uh, chicago so that was the reason i reached out to fec i improved my credit score i saved money from my down payment i opened a savings account at, at old second bank and today i'm able to do a 10% of down payment for my house I'm really excited. I'm very happy and the best part is this is going to be my own house. This is my first property I'm going to buy. Este, nosotros ven, venimos aquí con con ustedes por porque necesitamos ayuda para poder comprar una casa. Entonces, este, cuando fuimos con la persona que nos iba a ayudar para la casa, nos dijo que estábamos demasiado endeudados y no íbamos a poder hacer lo que necesitábamos quien nos eh, ayudara. En, en ese proceso para salir de las deudas de tarjeta de crédito. Y pues teníamos planeado para el año que entra tener todo, pero yo pienso que a lo mejor va a ser antes. A como vamos y como nos estás asesorando, yo pienso que va a ser antes. We've already served 470 clients. You know, in total they've saved nearly $180,000 and reduced their debt by $475,000. The average credit score increased 34 points and one client even increased hers by 112 points within eight months. What brought me to the Financial Empowerment Center was really being down on my financial luck. I had this huge loom of financial stress constantly over me and I just had my car repossessed, I was behind on all of my bills and I wanted to file bankruptcy. I thought I had no other choice. I did not think that I would even be able to probably send my daughter to college before I came to the FEC. My feelings were embarrassment. I hadn't really ever talked to anyone about my financial situation or just how bad it really was. Paul helped me set goals for opening a proper banking um, account, raising my credit score, setting a budget, and also building a savings. I have accomplished all of those goals with Paul. I have over $1,200 in my savings account. I have a nice, um, healthy balance in my checking account now. I have, I have checking and savings accounts. Um, I've boosted my credit score about 25 points, and I have bills on auto pay now. Porque de verdad mucha gente necesita ayuda, pero como no sabemos o no nos saben dar la información, ah, nos quedamos con esa espinita de que tal vez la persona que nos está ayudando nos quiere perjudicar y no es así. Nos dan la ayuda, pero también este, hay que darle la confianza a la persona que nos está ayudando. Y yo sí recomendaría tu programa y se lo recomendaría a toda mi familia, porque en verdad haces muy buen trabajo. It's a good idea for a financial institution to sponsor the FEC because they're ensuring that they have future clients to participate in their banks or financial institutions. The more success our clients uh, that participate in the FEC have, the more they're going to need in, to have you know, banks to support their healthy bank accounts and to help them buy homes and cars. We now have 27 community partners adding capacity to these organizations and complementing their services. The Aurora FEC is changing the way we conduct anti-poverty strategies. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The time is 8.35 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. So it's helpful information from the Financial Empowerment Center here in Aurora, located at 712 South River Street. In partnership with the Neighbor Project and many other great community partners, it's a uh, fantastic place for you and your family to come learn um, budgeting, 
saving and many other uh, helpful tips for your household. Uh, I also work there too, so you know, who knows? You might be able to see a brother from time to time. Right now, we're going to get into the news and let you guys know what's happening out there in the city of Aurora. A um, couple of quick pieces that we have for you guys that are um, that are nonetheless important for you uh, to please take with you going into this um, weekend. So uh, first things first is Coffee and Connections. That's going to be taking place today. It's presented by the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, these Coffee and Connections, they go one of two ways. This one is free for members and non-members. Uh, sometimes there are others that do have a fee like 10 bucks for uh, you know free for a not free for a member 10 bucks for a non-member $20 for non-members and things like that um, but they're very helpful initiatives come up come through meet people network coffee's good people are good uh, sort of a fantastic time this one today is going to be sponsored by serve pro um, so please go there show out have a good time and uh, it's going to be from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. So it's going on right now. Just started. Um, but Coffee and Connections, Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. That's your news for that. Next, ladies and gentlemen, is the uh, Senior Clothing Drive. This is uh, very important as well. The Neighbor Project, located here in downtown Aurora, 32 South Broadway, is teaming up with Everlasting Word Church. Uh, on the west side of Aurora, we're collecting um, all kinds of clothing, specifically for seniors, hats, scarves, gloves, coats, anything, anything that can help keep people warm. Uh, there's a lot of people who are not in good shape as we go into the winter months and the colder months. Um, so we want to do what we can to uh, support folks. Anyway, the two drop-off locations, like I just mentioned, Neighbor Project, right downtown, 32 South Broadway, or Everlasting Word Church, 22 North Highland. If you have clothes to deliver for seniors, please do. We appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Sherry Spears is here. Good morning to you, Sherry Spears. Um, but please, please donate some clothing. The clothing should be new or gently used. New or gently used. And then, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that this Saturday is the Veterans Day Parade, which is going to be taking place here um, in downtown Aurora. Friday is Veterans Day, um, or well, actually Friday the city is closed, rather, excuse me. Friday, the city is closed. There will be no Good Morning Aurora on Friday. But then Veterans Day is going to be Saturday. I will be out and about um, for that. You will see me capturing news and good stories and meeting people. Uh, so look forward to seeing you guys. But don't forget that Veterans Day parade and ceremony is going to be this Saturday. And City Hall is closed on Friday. There will be no Good Morning Aurora. Uh, so hope that you guys can have a good time and shout out and celebrate all the veterans in your lives and the veterans that you know. Um, Aaron Hawkins, who was just here on the show, is a Navy veteran and he's an Army veteran. Uh, and we've been proud as a show to interview a whole lot of veterans. Um, Yvonne from the Cotton Seed Creative Exchange. Uh, she's also a veteran. She's a great person, too. So there's a lot of people in the community uh, who are veterans and do a really good job. So don't forget to come on out for that. It's going to be a really good time. Um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the, the week, we have some amazing opportunities and activities taking place. Um, Buenos Dias Aurora has been going really good. So there's another great show and interview for you guys tomorrow to check out. Um, so please do that. And other than that, we have our Compañeros and Salud meeting, which is going to be starting soon health resources for the community of what we're working on. There's also a couple of forums that are going to be taking place uh, working with the Fox Valley Park District and the uh, Fox Valley United Way. So that's two of their other great initiatives that are uh, taking place and they're going to be happening very 
very soon. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, all right. The time is 8.39 a.m. This has been a fantastic episode, and we appreciate you guys um, for watching the show so much. Alex, if you can, put the lower third back up there, young man. Um, and I want to show you guys something. We have grown and moved up, ladies and gentlemen. So this is our fantastic lower third. Um, we are going to be updating this daily so you guys can see all the uh, the magic of who's coming on the show and some of the different sections as well. Let us know what you guys think about it in the comments. If you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. Say, oh, Curtis, you know what? Can it be a little bit bigger? Can you make it uh, a little smaller? What's up with those colors, man? But I think it looks very pretty. And I'm proud of it, too. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of the day. Have a positive day, a beautiful day. We will see you guys tomorrow.